Hello and welcome to an unusual edition of Critics on a Bus. We are going on a little tangent. This is a mini episode. It's an episode within epi- in an episode, like a dream within a dream. And we are just going to discuss some of the philosophical questions that this film raises and also some of the physics in this film and the time travel in this film. It's been cut out from a previous bigger review, so if any of the references are confusing, that is why, but we'll try and edit it as best we can. Yes, so do let us know um, if you agree with my tenet lie theory or if you're much more on the side of Paul's um, philosophical um, side of the of the debate. Um, and we hope you enjoy listening to us get into real like tough stuff when it comes to philosophy and time travel and all that kind of craziness. <laughs> it's hard to record. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, enjoy. So on a certain level, I think that you're right, that in terms of if we just if we're just talking about raw concepts such as faith or knowing the end from the beginning or, you know, it's just a lot of the character development stuff that you just said there. I, I, I agree with you and I definitely think that that is deep and interesting. However... When it comes to the internal consistency of what's going on here, we do have a bit of an issue. Because of the way the set the world is set up, he cannot do otherwise. So because because Nolan is trying to he's he's doing something u- unique here. There are things that are similar to other time travel films, but the kind of the unique selling point of this film that it well not the it's not a unique selling point, but something this film really tries to emphasize is that it's not things happen, people loop back around to the past and change those things. It's we've got people and we've got things traveling in both directions so time here is the two-way street so you know you can get to a future point and then you can kind of slingshot back through time but when you do you appear inverted to other people and other people and other things appear inverted to you now the reason why at least on the face of it that is better than a lot of other time travel movies is that it can bring a certain level of consist- consistency. So even like with Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, there's a similar thing going on there, except for they don't do the inversion side of things. But the idea is is that things happen in a certain way and they're the same. You're just getting a different perspective on them when you're then in the second half of the film. But everything stays exactly the same, just yeah, viewed from different points. So, you know, the, the car unflips and from the other view it flips, but it does so in, at both times in the exact same way. That's fine with objects, but when it comes to people, what that means is that, for example, when the protagonist fights himself, when then he goes into the, uh, into the future and then comes back into the past, he cannot fight himself in any other way because it's already happened. So if, imagine, for example, he was at the Freeport in Oslo 
And he realized, as he probably very well could have, and maybe even did, that, oh, crap, I'm about to fight myself. If he then said to himself, actually, do you know what? I don't fancy that. Yeah, I'd rather just not do that. That's not an option for him because it has already happened and it has already happened in a particular way. And that goes for a lot of of the different things in this film where I admire it for trying to be consistent and trying to be a little bit different to your classic time travel. But because it insists it kind of it it really focuses in on that internal consistency it means that when characters come back in time through the turnstile things cannot have been another way and so it kind of robs the characters of their agency and that's one of the one of the few problems i have i don't know if you want to come back on that i see your point but isn't it because they are objective driven they do what they do because when he fights himself Mm -hmm. Had he decided to like not fight, he would have died. He would himself would have killed him. Right? Yeah, potentially. So, like, yeah. That would have. If, had he chosen not to do that, that would have changed the situation. But I guess it's more because they have an objective. They'll he'll do what he needs to get done in order. Because like you can't remember how to fight somebody. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. So, like, I I I, don't think I get I, that. I get that, like, you, it might appear that they're locked into, because the choice has been made, and there is a, there is a, you know, there's time travel theories that says, like, once you've made that choice, that choice is a thing. And the truth is, nobody knows the theories, for a reason. But I feel like, with, with the film and the whole, like, introverted, um, theories, like, we see what happens, but they still could make the choice. They could do things wh- whatever they wanted, and it would just change perspective. Because, like, if you notice in the car, the whole car sequence, for example, they don't notice that their wing mirror gets smashed very early on. Mm-hmm. So it's very early on, before even some of the trucks start, like, capturing the convoy, that their wing mirror is smashed. And you as an audience might see it, and they don't seem to pick up on it for a while. And so could it be that because things can and do happen in the course of the film roughly kind of all at the same time so that you know time overlaps the introverted and i don't know extroverted i don't know what the the normal flow of time is called <laughs> the inverted <laughs> that because you're seeing we see time relative it won't the changes won't appear to the character as odd because it's that's how it's always been so if they did make different choices that's how it's always been to them. And so it wouldn't look weird because they've always had that same visualization of their relative time. So let's let's go back. Let's go back to this this idea of, you know, they're in the Freeport. And let's just just to kind of hypothetically see what happens here. So let's say that that the protagonist second time round in his mask mm-hmm. decides to not enter the Freeport. What happens then? Cat dies. No, that's so. So so. This, but this is the thing: is that because it's trying to be internally consistent, there is this idea that it has already happened. So the only way in which that that this works in terms of something else happens if he does that is that a second timeline happens, and that's exactly what this film is trying to avoid. That's normally what happens in in time travel movies something happens 
and people are like no that's bad we need to we need to change it so they go back into time and they change it and people say wait no because it's already happened and and then the answer is oh but that creates an alternate timeline which the whole alternate timeline is something that's been used by lots of franchises to try and reboot and stuff and so but this film's trying to say no 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 it happens the same both times just inverted and i'm saying if that's the case if it's set in stone then that means that on this on the other side of the turnstile the actors technically don't have a choice because it it has already happened it's like predetermined absolute that they're going to fight in a certain way that they're going to go certain places and so either you can say oh yeah that's true and they're just they don't realize it but they don't have free will in which case it's like okay but <laughs> kind of takes a lot of the specialness out of the film if you're just kind of watching kind of sold clockwork soldiers just doing their thing or you say no they could have done otherwise in which case you introduce the idea of alternate timelines which i'm fine with or would be fine with if that's not exactly what this film was trying to avoid but isn't the point is that they don't investigate that what do you mean the whole point i'm pretty sure of um the way neil's mentality is is that although it could create you know they, they he talks about this whole like alternate timelines but like it doesn't matter okay so that's slightly different and maybe we can move on to this so he talks about something called the the grandfather paradox right yeah yeah so let's let's go into that because that one that was a good little good little one there's this conversation between the protagonist and neil and this is particularly with regards to setting the algorithm off and he says and this is something where there's ambiguity that the film rightly is ambiguous about but i still think there's an issue with this but it's a different issue than the one the film talks about so he sets up something it's called the grandfather paradox and it's something in philosophy and physics which basically goes like this it's like look imagine that you try and go back in time to call your granddad well how could that work because of course your granddad is an essential part of the causal chain that leads to your existence right so mm. so and and so the reason why it's a paradox many philosophers insist on this it, it like it insists on the fact that the problem here is that what we're dealing with is a logical inconsistency so many people would answer the paradox by saying the idea of a person killing their granddad is logically incoherent in the same way that it's impossible to be dry and wet at the same time. It's contradictory. And, and, but, but what the film says is, well, basically the future people realized this paradox and they said, well, we don't know what's going to happen if we do this, but at the end of the day, we've lost all our resources anyway. We've got nothing to lose. And so you know, if this doesn't work or if there's a problem with the grandfather paradox, like then, and we're killing our grandparents somehow or something, then like, okay, like, <laughs> like, because we've, we've really got nothing to lose. But whereas if it, if it does work, then we're going to get our resources back and great. But the, the issue here is that the, the, the paradox isn't if you kill your granddad, you don't know what's going to happen. The paradox is you can't kill your granddad. It's logically inconsistent. So the idea is, is that something else might happen. So one philosopher, Tim Maudlin, he says, look, what if, you know, the way the universe works is you go to try and kill your granddad, but because you have a tremor in your hand, you accidentally shoot yourself instead. And then actually the way in which you shot yourself gives you the tremor in the first place. Like, you know, something like that, something that's logically consistent. 
And so this is something yeah, that they highlight in the film. But this one I'm, I don't really care as much about because I, I don't expect... I want to just say something off the bat. Like, like, I don't expect films to be logically consistent when it comes to time travel. Like, I'm willing to concede that, you know, it's science fiction. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like I, like I, I, I love Interstellar, and I think that Interstellar suffers from a lot of this, these same problems. But I, I think that Interstellar does well enough, given current science and philosophy, to then you know that I can overlook it. But because the concept was so deeply baked into this film i just i just couldn't help but think about all of these issues when watching it and they kind it kind of deflated the film for me um, d- but but that's a little extra does, does the thing on the grandfather paradox make sense do you want to come back on that it does but i mean wouldn't the whole thing i mean the reason it's a paradox is because one nobody knows because we're never gonna well yeah that, that's that's a, yeah, um, yeah, that's a key but also, point but, but wouldn't it also be like you could argue of, of temporal displacement because you've removed yourself from time, mm-hmm. you are your own creation. So like mm-hmm. you've removed yourself from an established timeline. You've created therefore an alternate or a, a different timeline. Mm-hmm. But because you were removed from the effects of that timeline which of which you've changed, you would still exist. So that's one potential solution, of course. The issue is, is that that wouldn't work in this film because the people weren't removing themselves from the timeline. They were sending stuff back through the timeline. Yeah, but you're assuming that the people that we see in the film are trying to live. Uh, as as in the well, as in the, the 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 main characters, or are we talking about the future people? The main characters. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you, we could say that the the main characters are in some way, you know exiting the timeline as it were and becoming their own things there's a number of issues here though because one clearly they're re-entering the normal timeline uh, as we know because they're fighting themselves so there's there's a slippage here they're out and in they're their own thing but they're also in the normal timeline but i'd be willing to like grant that if that's you know it's science fiction so it doesn't have to be perfect but i I think the assumption is though like the the people that we see coming in and out of timeline by bearing in mind from my understanding is that they're most of them are from present or past Uh, um because neil is coming to the end of a friendship which is spanning for years in the past right actually uh, with Neil, it's future. So, and there's actually a fan theory that Neil is Cat's son. That's a cool theory. Which is somewhat strengthened by the fact that the son, the name on the son's backpack is Maximilian, but Maximilian ending in L I E N, which backwards is Neil. Mm. Um, but because that's what I thought as well. I thought that uh, Neil was from that character's past the, the 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 issue is though is that is the question of which direction is the character traveling going to be traveling to set up tenet at the end of the film is he going to be going further like back in time or is he going to be continuing on in the future well, i guess the assumption was that he'd go into the future and be able to then go back in time exactly and so i believe the theory is, is that he goes into the future 
uh, uh, continues on in the future, goes into the future, whatever, uses whatever, um, and gets Neil from the future. And then Neil is coming back to do a lot of this. Mm-hmm. That's how I understand it. But none of this, uh, you know, detracts from the fact that the people in the future that want resources back, if we're going to go with that, this idea of temporal separation, which, again, if that was the case, and if this is the solution, then it should have been recognised as a solution and discussed in the film, but that's a separate point. If that is Did the it solution, though? Yeah, for sure. Because Why? the film... Well, because the film is trying to do something with time and it's also trying to explain itself at every step of the way every step of the way and if it's going to be coherent and yet there are there are what i think at least would be pretty heavy flaws it would be very simple to add in a few lines that explains this but if you consider that that as an audience we're seeing it from the protagonist's perspective and as a soldier he at this time hasn't the care to think about the future or the the end goal he's on a mission why would he seek that answer at the at the time of the of the mission he his goal is what he's been trained to do is finish the mission with as much emotional attachment or um kind of objectivity as possible he wouldn't be thinking about seeking the answers for the future yet so if we're following the protagonist journey because we learn about tenet and inversion with him we wouldn't learn the ending because he doesn't know the ending well it's that's not about the ending though this is just a, a clarification point in the same way that you get you know that robert Pattinson explains the grandfather paradox in the same way that you kind of as you go along learn what a turnstile is learn what the algorithm is I feel like this could have been very easily thrown into the mix if it is the solution. But the reason I bring it up is because it seemed like what you were suggesting was that in kind of coming out of the timeline, a person creates almost like a new version of themselves that in some senses is is kind of different and perhaps plays by the rules and so would be able to kill one's own granddad, thus, you know, making sure that they don't that that the paradox is solved yeah i mean because technically at the moment they leave their timeline they cease to exist so when they go back in time and kill their grandfather they've already ceased to exist but they're displaced from time but because of that they should be protected from effect I uh, if 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 it's the case that they cease to exist, it, but th- this is why it's a logical this is why it's a logical fallacy because logically contradictory because it that's kind of almost like that then their future self would like die, but it's 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 not that they would have ceased to exist; it's that they never would have existed at all, which is why it's an issue because if they never would have existed at all, they never would have then been able to go into the the past. But they're removed from time, so they're fine. No, 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 that's not... <laughs> okay, I don't want to like, get, get <laughs> bogged down in this too much, but, but I, I, that's not quite the case. But even if it was, let's say that that is how it works, I, like, I would happily even go along with that. The people in the future, as in this is, the idea is, is that we've got humanity, and humanity are lacking resources. And so they're sending back some people some things some whatevers to do to set off the algorithm the issue is is that those people who then want resources and want the algorithm to work who are then like oh but what about the grandfather paradox those people 
are not removed from time. And yeah, so they don't care. But I yes, but the thing is is that then by that the the idea of potential whatever leaving the timeline and so forth, they would cease to exist. It's a so risk it's they're willing to take, though. Like, no, no, they... But it's not, it's not a risk. It's not like a, oh, maybe, maybe not. It's, no, that's, if we're going with this view, that's what would happen. And so I, what I wanted and what I still want is a view on which they might not cease to exist or a view on which killing your granddad isn't logically inconsistent or a view on which they were going to leave the timeline. And I got none of that, so I was just like, "Why are they doing all this? Because it's like it's a rubbish plan." Like, it's like... isn't that what Neil says? Like, when he's explaining the grandpa paradox, he basically does say, "Like, in the future, they basically just are taking the risk because they don't care. Like, it's a risk <laughs> that they're willing to take to, yes, yes. to exist." So, like, no, no, he no, recognizes but... that, like there is no right or wrong answer, and if they went into this in the film, we when we've been stuck here for like thirty minutes, like, no, no, I know, but that's. Be... But this is showing an issue with the idea. So he does say that. But risk, the idea of risk is it could be this, it could be that. And I'm saying I cannot see a scenario in which it's that. Like in which it's... So instead of it being like they're doing something and it could work or it couldn't work, I have no idea. I just cannot see how it could work. And because that is never in any way presented and I think is actually in some ways impossible, instead... Either they didn't realise that and they just didn't think about their plan enough, in which case they're a little bit, you know, a little bit thick, or they did think about that, in which case all they're doing is basically just committing mass suicide, knowing that that's what they're doing. Not kind of like it could be that we commit suicide, but it also could be we get all our resources back. It's just like they would be doing it as like, we're all gonna die now, and then, well, why don't they all just, you know, lace their Kool Aid? Like, I, I, I... <laughs> okay, think, think of it then as an extension of Thanos's plan in Endgame as a reset. Potentially, maybe what, maybe the Endgame is just to reset the world and start uh, again. Let let me try and think. Oh, okay. So so as in when Thanos is talking to them when he's fighting, and he's like, "I'm going to shred it down to its last atom and rebuild it." Yeah. So here's the issue: is that so for for Thanos to do that, if he was shredded down to his last atom, that's the end of Thanos. So he would need to still be around to watch and guide over that process. Whereas the issue with the algorithm is that by the way it's presented, they would get shredded down too, so there would be no them to then benefit from that. Yeah, but they're not saying they'll benefit. They're saying we've royally messed up the world. Let's just hit the reset button and hope it goes better next time. So that's something that they could have said, but that's not what they were saying in the film. That's the issue, is that because the relevant point was that the resources are dried up and the relevant concept here is reverse of entropy. And entropy was chosen specifically rather than time travel because entropy is the process that, you know, is the process that fuel undergoes when it's burned or it's the process of things going from more, you know, organized forms to less organized forms, uh, heat loss, you know, whatever. And so the very cent- the, the the central idea of the film was that we can undo that process, we can unscramble the eggs, and that's a potentially valuable thing for us because we've used up all. It's it's kind of like the classic climate change has you know brought us to our knees because we've burnt all the fuel, we've cut down all the trees, we've dried up all the water. 
we want it back. And so it, what they were trying to do was get it back by like reversing the oh. entry. Okay. What about assuming we have established, we can establish pretty well that the guys in the future, they are probably not nice. Okay. Probably the bad guys. What if they are like a, a classic film, the antithesis of the protagonist? They are also trained in CA, and their first their first thing to do is lie. Yeah, that's. What if I, they okay. they have lied to the past to get them to complete this mission, and that's why Tenet is trying so hard to stop it because he knows their actual goal is just say a hard reset on the whole world, and you know it's that that whole kind of idea of that's why the Avengers were against Thanos in Endgame. That sort of same sort of um, ideological battle, like you can't just kill everyone and start again. Mm-hmm. That's immoral. And they're like, well, we've messed up. Let's just try again this time because we need to, let's hope that the take two is much better. And they've gone, well, no one's going to take that. I'm like, well, what if we tell them that it's just going to reset the environment instead? Oh, hey, that'll work because they're trained to lie as a, a form of accomplishing emissions which the protagonist does and so they lie to Sata, they lie to whoever they contact with in the past because that way you're more likely to do it in the past thinking okay all I'm going to do is help just reset resources at their f- point in time and not go well we're all dead mm-hmm. so, I, so I think that that's fine I think that's a, a perfectly valid idea perfectly good way of solving that here's the thing a few things firstly the fact that we have to go through this conversation to get to that as a possibility is problematic as far as i'm concerned secondly if that was the case it would have actually made for a really good reveal so then i'm gonna have to put this down to poor writing because you know it's a missed opportunity at the very least and thirdly the fact that it's not in the film tells me that it probably wasn't the plan of Christopher <laughs> if we're being he honest assume, he doesn't always give us the answers yeah I mean I feel like this would be uh, it would be a bit of a stretch to think that that is what was going on that Christopher Nolan was like I, I reckon that people will go deep into the philosophical <laughs> inconsistency here but then they'll realise that the group could have been lying. I mean, it's 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 a fine solution. <laughs> like, it's a fine solution. And to be honest, if anyone was going to make audiences like take audiences down that many rabbit holes, it would be him. So I'm not I'm not inclined to entirely dismiss that as a theory. And if so, it's my favourite known Nolan fan theory. <laughs> but I wish it was spelled out for you a bit. Yeah. Well, I, I, the fact that it wasn't tells me that it probably wasn't there actually, and and that we're kind of grasping it grasping, grasping at straws but well i'll take whatever straws we can get <laughs> um faith faith and all that but but i would just like to just mention one final thing on this I, we're gonna have to call this like the philosophy section or something <laughs> and i'm also thoroughly enjoying this i would just like to mention one final thing and that's the fact that the way they set up entropy uh, revert, inverted entropy in this film right is that it is backwards facing time wise when you go into a turnstile you then travel like backwards through time mm-hmm. so if you imagine like uh, time as going in like one direction 
And then, oh, we've entered a turnstile. Now we're going the other direction. If we're just keeping it in kind of like linear kind of two-way kind of like graph format. Now, here's my issue. Another issue is that, again, if the future people, if we're if we're not going with the kind of like, we're going to have to come up with a name for this, like the, the tenet lying future people theory, Nolan thing. If if we're not going for that, and if if we're assuming that they were doing this to try and renew the resources of the future, the issue is is that they're setting the bomb off in the past. So what that would cause would be all of the past stuff to travel further back into the past, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But because they're in the future, that they're, they're not. If you imagine it on like a line, and they're to the right, and then on the left you've got the past then that stuff on the left is just going more to the left. And how that affects them in the future, well, I don't think that then affects them in the future. I don't know if that made sense. And if not, then we can cut it out because it's much better to kind of much easier to kind of demonstrate visually. But I don't know if you have a thought on that, whether you want to cut that. Um, does it make sense at the very least? That the definition of the bomb in the past won't necessarily affect the future. It's not that the past won't affect the future. It's that what the bomb would do would take something in the past and send it further into the past so i just never know like like i just don't know how that then goes into the future if that makes sense yeah that's why i think it's that's why i think it's the other theory that the tenant lie theory okay Um, that's what we're calling the tenant lie theory the tenant lie theory (laughs) makes more sense okay because i feel like it's actually a reset button because they always say it's it's oh nuclear hollow like Armageddon like a nuclear apocalypse and they're like no worse what is worse than like the end of like your existence is the end of time like the end of all existence so it makes more sense that the only thing worse than a, a worldwide devastation and near annihilation of the population would be an annihilation of the planet and so i think the tenet lie theory that they're lying it's about resources and it's just it is about resources but it's about a reset of the world more than a replenish of supplies okay uh, i said one final thing last time but i just have one final thing uh, so so here's my here's my final interjection on this side and then we can move on to performances and uh, other things and if the listeners aren't philosophically inclined then I feel like we'll the philosophy talk. i feel like this should just be its own episode the it should. Philosophy <laughs> yeah it should it's it should <laughs> yeah we should but okay so one final thought so here's the thing again because they're trying to the the idea is is that and the the inverted entropy is backward facing so it go it sends things back into the past now here's the thing if they would have succeeded in turning in you know detonating the algorithm because again it, the film tries to be so internally consistent, which I, I admire. I really do admire it for trying. Because of that, if they had succeeded and the, and the algorithm would have gone off, then it would have started a process that would have been reversing the entropy of things, so sending them backwards into time. Now, if that had been the case, then the protagonist and Neil and Kat and everyone would have memories of when they were younger of this process of, of a certain part of this process it the, the world would have been you know reverse entropying around them in the same way that you know when he fights himself 
then when he goes for the second round, when he's masked, he has the memory of fighting himself because it tries to stay internally consistent. So this isn't necessarily a problem. All it is, is that again, and the film nods to so many of these things, but it just doesn't actually deal with them. When they're on the ship and uh, Kat is kind of slowly sort of recovering and, you know, the protagonist has been collected from the car and he's chatting with Neil. He says to Neil, wait, we're still around. So doesn't that mean that we've already succeeded? And Neil's like, I like to think so. Implying that maybe we have, maybe we haven't, but it's a nice, hopeful thought. But here's my issue, is that technically, on this view, they both know whether or not they've succeeded, because if they hadn't, they would have childhood memories of, of you know, trees, you know, uncutting down and 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 fuel unburning and the earth like reverse entropying because that's what would that's what would have happened if the bomb would have gone off so that's fine but it technically means that if they would have thought about it they would have been like oh yeah we have succeeded and then you get into questions of free will and so forth is did it, that make it, it makes sense but isn't it more because as humans, we can only see time in relative. So, so, so there is, there is. So, like, rel- would you say that, like, could we perceive memories inverted or only relative? And if that's the case, then they wouldn't be able to remember that because to them, time is relative. But, but, but so, 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 so uh, you're definitely right on the relativity relativity point. Here's the issue: is is that they that. They're, they still, for example, going forward after the scene in the Freeport when he fights himself the first time, right after that fight, if you stopped him and mm. interviewed him and were like, what just happened? He'd be like, oh, I just fought someone. So he's got a memory of something and that something came from inverted time. And similarly, if you stopped and interviewed them when they first went, when they went, sorry, when they went through the turnstile, yeah, for the first time in the middle of the film, and you you stopped him and you were like, wait, uh, what's going on now? He'd be like, oh, birds are flying backwards and ships are sailing backwards. So he clearly, you know, they clearly are having memories in a normal way, but they're just then seeing things, things in a different way. So so the memories aren't relative the the things are relative and they're seeing them and then seeing them as generating memories and so similarly if you inter if the algorithm would have gone off and you have young protagonist when he's you know seven years old on the streets playing football and he's looking around and all this stuff is reversing and you stopped and interviewed him said what's going on right now he'd be like oh or what went on yesterday he'd be like oh you know the tree that was cut down it suddenly like leapt up and you know so does that make sense yeah i guess the thing would be is that that would only happen after the event so they'd have to perceive the event of the inversion because to them in their relative in the relativity uh, state of mind it hasn't happened yet so only after the event will then the the effects be felt so like the moment the bomb would have gone off then they would have had memories of it happening but until that time it's not happened so that they can't have had or perceived memories of it 
But that's not the thing. So the thing is, is that when he fights himself in Oslo, it's not that when it happens the second time round, then the memories enter his head of the first time round. It's that it happens the first time round and he experiences it. And it happens the second time round and he experiences it, which Again, that's the film trying to be internally consistent. So the, what you're talking about could have happened. It could have been that then the memories are created, you know, when the thing happens. But that's not how the internal logic of the film works. It's it's things happen and and you see things happening backwards and you're like, mm, that's strange and let me deal with that. And then potentially you're part of those backward things. And so it ha- they happen Again, so imagine that the character was wearing a watch the whole film, just an analog watch, and imagine that he's fighting himself and it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and then the watch continues to tick. He goes into the turnstile and he comes back. If we're just talking about as if he had like almost like a biological clock, like then the hours are still turning, and then at seven o'clock in the evening, he fights himself again. So that's still his future going forward but in terms of like the time in inverted commas of the whole world it's the past now that works a lot better with your idea of leaving the timeline in some sense but the film's trying to avoid that the film's trying to say no this is all one time is a two-way street it all works and they're not changing things technically when they come back in time. They're just solidifying events that already happen. And and so, again, if the bomb would have gone off, I'm pretty certain that on the internal logic of the film, it would have been the case that young protagonist or young Neil would have seen the effects of that, which, again, is fine. It just means that they would know that they have or haven't succeeded. And then we come into the other questions of whether it matters, whether they know that. But does, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I feel like we're starting to beat a dead horse here. I feel like you have <laughs> your view, I have mine. Um, and that's fine. And that's what this is all about. I think you could also make an argument that the fact that we can discuss this film in this much depth is a credit to it. Uh, <laughs> And look, I'm not, I'm not here to rain on anyone's parade. I just, I just can't, like, I just watched it and I thought about it and I thought about it and the, the same issues kept cropping up and I just, I, I couldn't ignore them. And you could, you could argue that that's because I focus too much on things or because I study philosophy or like whatever, or I'm, I'm, I'm getting carried away in the details. But f- for me, at least, these types of things, they just took the wind out of the sails of the film for me. Thank you for listening to the philosophy after the tennis oh, yes. guy theory episode. <laughs> Critics on a bus. Yes. Philosophers on a bus. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed both episodes of the show.